Welcome to the Frio show. Thank you. I managed to wrangle uh, a guest uh, in this Corona day. I think we're in the last last week of Corona lockdown here in Norway. Wouldn't you say? Uh, probably until uh, someone. Till it kind of escalates again. Again, yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, welcome Knut, Knut Benjaminson. Yep. Uh, you're my neighbor, two doors down. So that's why I could wrangle you because uh, we've been sharing the same building. We have a meter and a half distance now. So uh, hmm. I hope we're going to be fine. Uh, we have to take some, some small risks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good to be here. Yeah, super nice. Um, I think this is the, the, the first podcast I do in my new studio. Mm. Well, I did the, the one like just on my own, but the first proper podcast with a guest. So you're the first guest here in the in this studio. I'm I'm honored. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah. So we. Uh, it's my first podcast ever. Cool. Yeah. A podcast so virgin. I, I trust in your expertise to guide me. Don't just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, where shall we start? Oh, we start with <coughs> stuff falling from the wall. <coughs> it was the background sound. Um, yeah, so you're. Uh, we graduated about the same time. You graduated, I think, a year before me here in Oslo, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I graduated in uh, 2008, I believe that was. Yeah, yeah. So we're 2009. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so we're the same era. Yeah. And you're yeah. you're. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, for the people who don't know, you mainly paint mm -hmm. and draw. I say. paint uh, and draw, and that's a good uh, between the two of them. Yeah, it's what I mainly do, just watercolor. Yeah, which is which is yeah, kind of somehow a hybrid, in yeah. between there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, traditionally that would that's how it's um, uh, what's the yeah, mm. that's how people see it. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing a lot of uh, oil painting recent years. Yeah. But watercolor is still like closest to heart. That's your your go to. Yeah, your yeah go -to I think so. Yeah. 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 What? But what? What? What makes the difference? You know that? Kind of why? Why? Water over oil. For me. Yeah. Um. Hmm, yeah. Why? I, I, probably comes down to something very simple I like water yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like paper yeah uh, I don't know but I, I think often it comes down to things like that mm. um, I like the uh, immediacy of it yeah yeah the speed um, of it uh... it's, oil is too sticky or something I mean yeah. I, I do I'm, I love oil painting too but yeah, I don't know if I could pinpoint it, but uh, yeah, I think it comes down to something like uh, that. Uh, it's funny how these most obvious things we hardly ever really think about or reflect on, mm. and why we pick one over the other, because it's just yeah, the most natural way of working, I guess. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you're working. Uh, you're just at the end, because. Uh, as I understand, you work like half year in the studio, half year you do uh, a graveyard shift, literally. Uh, almost, yeah. yeah. It's, or it's like uh, all the graveyard shifts, uh, <laughs> you call it, that is, uh, is uh, like seven months. Yeah. More or less. It's yeah. the season 
in Norway from when the snow melts until it falls, basically. Yeah. And I have the rest of the year to be an artist full time. Yeah. So, um, so you you split it up in a year. Yeah. yeah, and I've been been doing that for ten years now. For ten years. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. I knew you were doing it long, but I was actually not ten years. Well, yeah, it's yeah. kind of scary, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, uh, um, well, does it work? Does it not work? I'm not sure. That's uh, yeah, We've been tough, in, the, in, yeah. in our hallway. We've had a, a couple of conversations about yeah. this kind of how uh, how you get into a certain rhythm or a certain thing that kind of works or it works. Mm. But uh, um, yeah, so my, my uh, I'm, I'm very... I'm super fascinated kind of how how artists kind of divide their time you know in in mm. the money making or the and the, and the art because yeah, there's very few who just do one or the other and uh, 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 you know you're at the end of your your art shift so to say now and, yeah and I see in your work now that kind of the concentration is super high and you're your, uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, well, as I just, I mean, it tells, it tends to become, uh, as I just told you, it tends to be, the desperation tends to come too. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, can be good. Yeah. If you use that properly. Yeah. Um, but it's not my favorite time of the year, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, yeah, because you have to conc uh, conclude maybe a, a series. You have to conclude something because um, something shifts yeah i mean it just does in a um when you work uh full time you can come to the studio at night but it doesn't work the same i no. mean yeah no because you have all this kind of noise from the day which you bring in yeah you don't have the energy so you mm. have to like scale it down somehow yeah um but i get better at that too yeah, to work so, to get into the studio when you're when you're in the graveyard shift. Yeah, I mean, um, um, yeah, it, it costs a little bit more now because I'm older. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but where energy comes from is a little bit of a mystery too. So it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, and where you, maybe also where you are in your project. Yeah. So to start up a project in that that situation, you probably don't have the energy. No. But to kind of if you're deep into a project to kind of continue might be what I'm doing now I believe I've got some reservoirs of energy because yeah. it's very exciting to me and I, I think it's uh, very exciting too your works there we oh, yeah. will post a picture of, of we took a picture earlier of, of mm. the wall that's happening now I think yeah. uh, I remember I came in that day when you kind of cracked that code actually and said oh wow that one is good yeah yeah, yeah. and you, you could see immediately because you had like couple of uncertain kind of watercolors next to it mm. and there was this one spot on one of them which started to mm. to 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 yeah where you intuitively felt something was happening and what it is i i and still you, don't you know you said it right away so that was good because it was confirmation mm. you said that's a nice one mm. yeah because something was happening there and I, I see it on the ones that are and the cool thing is to see that you know because sometimes it's just a accidental kind of hit or you kind of know that but yeah you, you see it on the other ones too so uh, uh the concentration is deeper and uh, mm. uh yeah, it was super exciting 
the strange thing, uh, I mean, this, pro- so I made that one watercolor. Yeah. After a long time searching, trying different things. Um, but I was looking for it. But then that thing came out pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened. And the, and then my project from then on has been like trying to figure out what happened. Well, what happened, yeah. And that's <laughs> really, really hard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just, yeah. I mean, it's not, it didn't came, come out accidentally. Uh, no, but, I know what you but mean. But somehow. It just kind of evolved and suddenly it was there without too much conscious effort or to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a release or something. So. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel you, you like, that you have for the last 10 years, you have like 10 series or bodies of work or do they flow into each other during the decade? Uh, for the things I've done the last... Yeah, last last 10 years, since you, since you have this rhythm of on and off, mm. if 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 you see that in your work, that there's like, you know, steps every year or is there is there a kind of an overlap too? Um... To a certain degree, you can. Develop, but I haven't been working this focused. No. Um, for the last ten years, I yeah. would say. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, definitely there are projects you can sort of separate. Yeah. In between there. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I also gotten better at this rhythm. Yeah. Even I mean, I've been doing it for ten years. Now so I'm you starting out, to like yeah, yeah, to understand <laughs> get it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, we we talked a bit about the downside of this on and off. I mean, the upside is, of course, that you have like a period where you can focus just on that. But also, you kind of uh, um, you know after that it's over. You kind of uh, um, what's the word? You distract yourself from that again are you kind of uh, well it's, pre- it's a pretty dramatic sort of shift shift yeah, yeah. It's very on and off yeah and do you feel uh, to to ask an impossible I've asked you before and you it's an impossible question but uh, do you feel that is helping you in your art or is it holding you back in your art this kind of switching um or is it or is it neutral could be too Oh, I, no, I think it's it's clearly holding me back because I'd prefer to mm-hmm. be in my studio and um, I would have no problem being there all the being time. there all the time. Yeah. But of course, you can't. I mean, once my life is what it is, mm-hmm. and that's the interesting thing about your question: mm-hmm. how does the the no. word the, the graveyard shift affect mm-hmm. your art? Mm-hmm. Of course, it affects it. Not because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, no, but also personally, for me, I need distractions. I, I can't. Mm. I, I don't think I would fare well with hundred percent just doing art. I need like you need life. ten other I, projects like, yeah. next to it, which happen. But but mm. I don't. I, I've never had this on and off like you had. So so that's why I'm also a bit curious because that's very unfil- unfamiliar to me. You know that you have like a extended period where you just do one thing. I've only mm. kind of you know I like I divided maybe up in a week that I have like two days where I intensively work with maybe a week where I intensively work with art and then I work a, a week or half a week with something else and mm. and so I just have these shorter intervals which is as disruptive I, I would say mm. uh, 
but but I also feel it creates a certain kind of energy or a certain kind of motivation, and that's why I wonder with with the graveyard shift. Maybe that also gives you that extra motivation or this kind of anger, like fuck, now I haven't now I haven't done art for seven months. Exactly. Now it, I, I'm boiling over. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you, you get. I mean, you when I'm. Well, that's the thing. I mean, oh, we can address that later. But um, yeah, you could, when you work there. Uh, it's a pretty mindless job. Mm. So you, you mow the lawn, or I mean, there are some more important assignments. You, but yeah, let's let's get let's get into the graveyard. Think, what do, what do you do there? What is it you do? You you bury the people, or is it uh, just kind of maintaining the, the the property or the? I am. I do everything there now because I've been there so long. Yeah. So, I mean, when you start, you're mowing the lawn, uh, picking weeds. Yeah. And kind of taking care of the green. Green area, area. yeah, um, basically, mm. and then I started doing the urn ceremonies, yeah, uh, which is just uh, with the close family, yeah. Um, so what, what is an urn ceremony? Uh, that's um, you when you cremated, yeah, which is the norm, yeah, in Oslo, yeah. I mean, because of space in the There's cities, enough, that's uh, how we do it. Yeah. yeah, we have funerals too, of course, but and then so you get cremated. I mean, yeah. you have you have a funeral, the coffin gets goes taken. down, it goes in the oven, right? Yeah, goes to the oven, and then uh, the some months later or many months later, mm. depends. Um, Why I wonder that because when you burn it, like a day after, you kind of have the ashes already, right? Practically um, or not? I wouldn't know the details about that. Oh yeah, yeah. But it usually, I mean. Uh, I never seen it. I think it always takes a month. Yeah. And then in the winter, like if you, uh, they usually hold all the urns for the winter. Yeah. So it's springtime. There's a lot of urns from December. Yeah. And throughout the winter, because uh, you, the ground is frozen. Mm. But why it takes a month? Maybe it's just a bu- bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Right? Yeah. Like I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like. I mean, maybe yeah. it's it's probably. Uh, like uh, um, ceremonial, also a good thing. So you have like a month to just digest what happens before, so you don't have to, mm. you know, burn, Might be like burn someone and then next week you have to deal with the ashes and the, mm. that whole emotional roller coaster. So it's probably a might be like a church rule or something, uh, yeah. like an old. Yeah, they probably figured out yeah. that you need this much time so people don't go, go insane or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably a lot for the paperwork too, and yeah. we need to make the hole in the ground yeah so we have lists and like there's stuff that needs to to be done yeah come in order yeah um, yeah how does it work because if you bury an urn yeah, do you bury an urn don't you you bury it yeah don't you throw the ashes just out somewhere no you, you put the whole uh, urn in there container that's weird <laughs> yeah, I understand I when so. you put a body in, in the ground even mm. though you know for it to kind of digest, mm. but even even then, you know, the, it takes a long time for the box to kind of deteriorate and the body to deteriorate. Yeah, that's uh, that takes a hundred years or whatever. That depends. I mean, that depends on the on the box. Depends on the box. Mm. Depends on the soil. Yeah, where you're buried, uh, and it's a challenge. In many places. Uh, if you have a like blow light or like 
very compact. Yeah, like um, uh, clay. Clay. Yeah. Right. So you don't get a lot of uh, like, uh, air in there. Yeah. Um, so it depends, but I mean, the boxes and the urns now are the urns are made of, uh, of like corn stuff like uh, uh, plant yeah, materials yeah, 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 yeah. so they're made to like to deteriorate yeah. pretty mm -hmm. fast and uh, ah, so yeah that makes a lot more sense yeah yeah in the old days they had like I mean if metal arts yeah they last forever kind of kind of ish yeah I mean they go scraps or something but mm. yeah yeah well, that's interesting so we dive straight into death after yeah because <laughs> yeah, how, how does that influence your art could you that you deal with death in such a kind of pragmatic way because mm. it becomes yeah, pretty you, pragmatic right it becomes you become a yeah you i mean yeah it's hard to define it but yeah everybody works there mm. um for many years tend to of course, you get a more pragmatic relationship to it. Yeah, yeah which is um, probably healthy. I think yeah. it's healthy, and um, um, because it's real. And I, I mean, that's what we were talking earlier about. I had this idea of bringing Heidegger. Yeah. In our discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with because I had a thought on the Corona situation yeah. and that, but uh, graveyards works too because he says. Or he said once, um, because he was asked um, how to live an authentic life. That's one of his themes, is the inauthentic. And authentic, authentic. yeah. Um, and he said people should spend more time, more time in graveyards. Yeah. Because you're closer to a sort of... Uh, the cycle of life. Yeah, like yeah. Mm. realities of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's yeah that's good and of course I mean working outside with plants and that's that but that's what makes people happy to like yeah yeah <laughs> fresh so air yeah growing things yeah for sure yeah but so so you started doing the ceremony as well it, how does that work can you tell something about that ceremony the urn ceremony so yeah it, yeah how do because uh, I I know it of course from the Netherlands a, a bit. Mm. But it's uh... well. You uh, the way we do it. Um, uh, I work at Vestergavlen, uh, which is the biggest graveyard in, in town. Yeah. And we were were one. That's the one behind Fognerparken. Yeah. 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 Mm. So if you're the urn master, yeah. which is it's called, yeah, um, you wear a suit, yeah, and you drive a golf cart, yeah, a golf cart, yeah. But you and get the golden one, right? I don't, we know, but you get the like the nicest, the one. nicest one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's always clean, yeah. spotless, and everything. Yeah. So uh, presentation is very good. Yeah, and of course, it's very important. So we bring the urn in a, like a suitcase. Yeah. And then you meet the family by the grave. Yeah. Um. And it's we have to follow some sort of I mean I'm a witness too so I have to yeah you have to study close to the ground and we have to have to show them so they can confirm that the name is correct and yeah because then within in the oven there goes like a plate like a ceramic yeah, that's plate inside 
inside uh, when it when it burns. Mm. So when it burns, you know which ash it is actually. Yeah, and is that how they keep I track? think they put it inside with the ash. There's a little. No, but don't they put it inside when they start burning it? You have like a nameplate. Mm. I wouldn't know. At least that's how that's how I I experience it. So mm. there's this small plate. Uh, it goes in the oven, and since it's ceramics, it kind of doesn't burn up. It just gets mm. harder. That would make sense. And mm. then uh, when you take the ashes out, you know, oh yeah, that's the the person. So you know, you get the right yeah, ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, no, so I mean, the, it's a very um, uh, um, uh, what's the word? yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, so we, we don't. What I have to do in that job, mm. it's a very simple sort of uh, administrative thing. Yeah, you have Confirm to witness that it correct. that it goes into the grave, that it's done correctly, and that it's say hello to everybody, and and then it's pretty much up to uh, the family how they wanna. Want to deal with do it, the yeah. ceremony if yeah. they have something planned and and then we uh, but the basic thing is you you lower the urn with yeah. like a string yeah or one of the family can do it yeah and then um, we put soil on it yeah yeah like you would be doing a grave one second yeah. I'm just gonna do one thing Um, yeah, but it's um, but it's an interesting job, a very real job because you deal with people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the most vulnerable, you know, at, at the yeah. one of the three important stages in life, you know, yeah. birth, death, you know, and the in between stuff. Mm. But procreation—that's the three. Procreation—that's yeah. the three pillars of of life, right? Mm. Birth, procreation, death. Mm. I mean, that's kind of where all religions are based upon. Maybe, yeah. probably all philosophy as well. Hmm. And uh, and of course that's. Yeah, you know, I always wonder because I mean, none of us is really dealing with with the practicality of of dying, right? So once somebody dies, you suddenly have to find out real fast how to deal with things. Hmm. And uh, uh, and. So you guys at 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 the graveyard must be super streamlined, right? So when people come, then uh, they choose a package or they choose a, or they they really. I'm just interested in the logistics around it, kind of how. Mm. But you probably don't have that much to do. No, with I don't have too much detail on the logistic. No, mm. I think and I think the funeral agencies uh, do a lot of it. Yeah, so there's an agency between yeah the funeral agency yeah and, so and they have the okay I mean it's yeah they they sort of arrange the the funerals yeah but we it's on our premises yeah and of course we do the we dig the grave and we know we work at the at the graveyard yeah yeah but the agency sort of deal with all the with the family the family and the rituals and the, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever buried anyone you know? Because that's you know, because since uh, it's such a central one, you and you've you've grown up in Oslo, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I have. Yeah. 
don't need don't say names but no no I, I won't say <laughs> names I have yeah. but uh, um, far removed not someone I know very yeah. well but I met people I know yeah. well in ceremonies yeah um, which can uh, be nice I mean which is mostly nice yeah yeah they probably uh, are happy that they have a known face there that kind of I never experienced anything else. Yeah. But it can be a little bit weird situation because you're in a, a different role, yeah. Functionary yeah. in a role. So yeah, that's uh, what that's what I was aiming for is kind of how because yeah, we, we were talking about the shifting of roles between the artist, between the mm. graveyard shift and and uh, uh, yeah, cuz we tend to take on these different disguises in life and, mm. and uh, to go back to Heidegger, you know, the authentic self and the the unauthentic self yeah. and I do believe you can be authentic in many different roles but there's probably one role that you feel most authentic or most real in mm. or most yourself you know where you where you play uh, yeah, yeah where play, you play least of a role yeah yeah I think that's really important I'm very mm. very interested in that mm. um, and that's also why I asked kind of is this this switch between, you know, because the the uh, this job you have where you it's it's hyper real, mm. you know, but it's also hyper formalized in a way, right? Because you you meet people at a really you know at a crossroad, you know, at a at, mm. a, at a transition period, you know, and and uh, uh, you you're in a deep service to other people, you know, to, to their grief, to their kind of, you know, uh, thing. Mm. So, so you, you consciously have to play a role there in order, you know, for that to work well, much stronger than you would be if you would work in an office or, or a store or, or, you know, at, at any other kind of job. So yeah, like I mean, the contrast, have, I think is, is, you have to be very correct. Hmm. Um, but I find, to me, I mean, when you do a good job with the urn ceremonies, for example, um, and this has, uh, it's the same in art, I would say. Yeah. Um, you do a good job when you are You're probably authentic. authentic you yeah. know, I mean, you, you, you can't, you have to be very correct about everything. Yeah. But it's a very naked sort of situation. Yeah. So, so you, you have, have to be, to be real, yeah. present. Yeah. Um, no, as I said, uh, and like taking on a role is not. I don't mean that as that that doesn't need to be inauthentic. Uh, on the contrary, it can be very authentic. But what I'm trying to add is that mm. the contrast between uh, the role of the artist and the role of of like in a funeral setting, mm. I think that contrast is is quite big, yeah. in a way, or maybe also not. But but it's. Uh, I mean, both of them are really like kind of hyper real. But on the on different sides of of an equation, I think. Mm. Oh, literally, because at one you're creating, and the other you're kind of you know uh, burying the remains. Yeah. So. Um, it's a very different thing, but. Um, yeah, I think. Um, well, I just I recently thought about this with uh, when it comes to, to the art. Um, yeah. Because I really felt this with the work I'm doing now. Yeah, it became sort of more apparent to me that it is really about um, 
that my work is about it comes I mean this this feels so naturally to me yeah. what I'm doing now yeah more than a long while there's no it feels like what I should be doing yeah yeah you're under a... so it's some kind of authenticity there that the, mm. my work process just fits me like, yeah it resonates it fits on like all levels love. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it feels like that yeah. no it's really cool because mm. I of course I observe you when you're when you're when you're here and you know from the start because we we moved in here about the same time mm-hmm. i moved in november you in december i think so i could i could really see kind of where you were just fooling around getting getting your you yeah know, kind of getting into it and then you know kind of suffering getting the right thing and then kind of finding that one mm. one thing where it all comes together and then uh, so you have this this focal point and then trying to kind of fragment it again into uh, yeah, figuring out yeah. what it is and uh yeah, and I can see kind of how you, yeah, how that deepens. Or yeah, mm. that's really cool. I think uh, so. I thought that if you find, if you find the work that fits you, mm. who you are, mm. so you like doing it. I mean, yeah. So it's not. No, we have not to, that it's just you not have to boring, love but it's doing like it. Yeah. You love yeah. doing it, uh, and also that it. In order to be able to do it, you have to be a, be- a better version of yourself. Yeah. I think it, I mean yeah. <laughs> you, have to, yeah. you have to reach further than you're actually capable of. Yeah. 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 Well, absolutely. To me, that's like then I'm. That's the right thing, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. It's also the hardest because there are so many distractions, so many kind of mm. wrong paths you can take. Yeah, yeah. A lot of luck yeah. involved, I guess, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you have two weeks left before you. Yeah, have to. Uh, then I start Monday morning. So Monday morning. Yeah, <laughs> I have to deal with alarm clocks and uh, and yeah. stuff I hate. <laughs> <laughs> we had an alarm going off the day before yesterday, and and our son said, "Huh, alarm? That's a long time we heard that." <laughs> mm. Like like my kid even reacted on it, and uh, we're not looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. So so how did you? Of course, we have to talk a bit about about. The corona i guess yeah my corona or mm. our corona or whatever you want to call it because uh um yeah we as i said in the start i think like first kindergartens are opening already and next week schools are opening and i can really feel this city waking up you see more and more traffic Clear, yeah. you see people are you know a bit less careful uh absolutely uh, yeah and I'm like, hey, we can still keep. We can still keep distance, but yeah, yeah you, you feel people are kind of fed up. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, they're more bored than, mm. than you know, kind of uh, uh, fed up. You know, they just want to yeah. get some change, get some, you know, get some. Yeah. Boredom. I mean, it's a really boring crisis. It is a very weird bored, but it's 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 st- super stressful. Because yeah, the yeah. you know mm-hmm. the you know we were talking about it earlier kind of even even if you don't have a reason to stress you stress anyways because there's so much uncertainty and we're not very good with uncertainty mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah because we don't know like you know as, us as artists we don't know what happens to the art field you know we're in the kind of entertainment uh, side of 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 reality and that reality really changes because mm. because of this you know there's going to be some kind of 
new normal, as some people call it. You know? Yeah. Where we're, where okay, events are going to be different. It's going to be more local because we're going to travel less because mm -hmm. we can't afford it. Because what's the point? And because everybody's also evaluating, hey, was is it worth it to you know as an artist to travel around the world and see all these and be part of all this stuff and and put all this energy in there and in the end, what do you sit with? Uh, mm -hmm. Or or is focusing on on a local. Know, or maybe just your city or, or your country more valuable so mm. there will be a huge shift in in how galleries operate how like you know project space operate how artists operate so there's a lot of uncertainty mm. too and that is stressful definitely and, yeah. and that kind of and you've and not only in the art but in everything right because what mm. happens when we start up again how long time do we need to to get everything back to normal and are we able to go back to normal or was this so expensive this shutting down the world economy for a month and a half that mm. it's kind of game over and we're going to go in a like 10 year depression or whatever oh man yeah, and Hope not yeah. but but even even in the depression in the end i think kind of what kind of mentality you have with it because it like a depression also kind of you like in when times are tough you also feel a bit more alive and you kind yeah. of you, you you get rid of all the stuff you know which is not that important so you sit with the stuff that is you know that kind of keeps you surviving and keeps you keeps you engaged yeah yeah, yeah. so that part will be more important too i think that you kind of what uh, really what you burn for is what kind of stays yeah, yeah. i think that's a positive uh, mm. uh, possibility in it yeah yeah and uh, um, absolutely and, and I mean um, yes yeah, so it's stressful uh, yeah because that's the thing I was thinking with about with Heidegger in relation to that also mm -hmm. because it's a very weird crisis because uh, it's uh, it's not the kind of crisis where we all have to like get out and do something no uh, the right way to solve it is like don't do anything <laughs> don't do anything which is kind of uh yeah. i mean which opens up for the boredom thing because yeah. it's like it, there's like a something happened to the, the world broke yeah right and and, and like, so, so reality reality <laughs> broke and suddenly and we first of all we realized that we can stop reality and restart it yeah yeah so we also have an opportunity now to restart it in a in a slightly different way we won't completely redo the thing but there will be adjustments made right and mm. um, i think it's also very interesting because i've been fascinated by this kind of uh, um basic income idea you know where where everybody just gets a basic income which you know gives you some kind of dignity mm. uh, where, which pays your is that like your, uh, yeah 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 and and one of the biggest fears is that people don't know what to do with their time mm. you know and this is a perfect test i mean this is such a weird test because worldwide you can see okay what did people do with their time mm. you know what kind of creative and in the end you know if you have if you have nothing but time what you're going to do is going to be creative because that's the only thing you that you got to do something yeah right? i mean yeah. community is is going to be much more important yeah, mm. which already kind of was on the up in many ways but mm. you know your 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 networks your kind of the people you hang out with the 
the people you you work with you know these people become much more important because there is that's real value you know mm. uh, and that's all that's also been the challenge because our community's been disrupted yeah so we uh, at least physically yeah i mean through but then we find out okay we can actually st- think about when this would have happened like 20 years ago without mm. a proper internet or even 30 years ago when there was not really an internet mm. right and how hard that would have been in con- con- yeah because now you can order your food online you can you know keep in touch with family and friends all mm. over the world without having to to you know there's a lot of technical technological solutions which makes this kind of a bit bearable with yeah, all the streaming devices and stuff and, yeah and uh, uh, so we you know we'll, we'll we're able to stay entertained yeah so yeah <laughs> to because kind of they entertain and not so bored yeah. Yeah. yeah but this boredom idea kind of how to deal with with boredom because like the prognosis is that that with with the or, or like at least the, the the tech gurus kind of believe in that is that this artificial intelligence which is on the on the verge of you know overwhelming everything mm. and the robot of his uh, robot Artificiation, how do you say? Robot. Mm. Yeah, and robots, I said everything is robots. Uh, a lot of kind of boring manual and even complex manu- manual or, or work will disappear. And mm. then if we play our cards right, there's going to be an, amun- an abundance of things. Mm. Yeah, so you don't have to work that much because there is a basic income. So you mm. can decide what to do with your time much more. And then you have to deal with freedom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the one of the toughest nuts to crack and we find mm. out like a lot of people are really suffering with that mm. yeah, because well first of all it's not chosen so that's diff- more difficult but but also yeah would you even i have a had, had a trouble with okay if you if you don't have to kind of fight your way through through things to to be able to create you know, mm. you know that a part of the motivation goes away if you don't have to Yeah. yeah, it's a you don't have to different fight for it. picture altogether. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you you just have to think differently about it. And I think mm. you're in that situation, in a you're probably in a schizophrenic situation with that because you have abundance of time in a period and you have no time, you have a scarcity of art time at another yeah. period. Yeah, and so you're you're probably well equipped to this because you can yeah you, know, you you've been Yeah, I'm well equipped to to deal with. Uh, uh, yeah, been, I mean, you've been in both situations where you where you where you can explore your your creative kind of battle or or a search to mm. the fullest, yeah. and where there's hardly any kind of uh, creative battle. Mm. It's a two-sided coin. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing. I mean, I. Um, mm. It's. Bu- Probably a bit of both, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, that's a hard, uh, that's a kind of complicated mm. question that I sense that yeah. I don't have the answers yet. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good question, but um, um, but mm. you, you told me also about you, you, you know, you have to be careful how to formulate it. But you, you experienced this Corona time as also. Uh, a good time to work oh yeah it's such a strange time 
But mm. I mean, it's it's been one of the best times mm. yeah. <laughs> for me because I'm I could continue to come here and work. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've been well on the no, but there's been nobody on the subway. Yeah, and there's nobody. I'm not around anybody. Yeah, uh, I was. And there's nobody here in the studio. You know? No. Yeah. And because I have divided my time with, uh, I mean, I have a steady job, but yeah, some I economically. It doesn't impact doesn't you either. Impact no. me, no. yet. Yeah, and right. there's going to yeah. be enough work at the graveyard. Yeah, so, unfortunately. I mean, uh, luckily, the. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm the job is coming in two weeks. Yeah, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a really strange time. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, mean, here this area was completely deserted all of a sudden. You know, normally yeah. there's like tons of students coming by to to go to school, and it's been and, kind of perfect work work wise i yeah. think because we're so silent yeah i love that yeah to me that's like yeah yeah there's not all these minds around you that kind of interfere with your frequency right yeah. i mean for, if it was for, i mean i wouldn't want that situation forever mm. but uh where i've been where i am now with my work yeah it was perfect it's yeah. perfect yeah because i just had the, the silence time to focus on that yeah um but i also been stressed yeah uh, anxieties and uh, i've been sad and uh, yeah. but it's like it's just very real yeah i'd say so i mean yeah it's uh, i feel it's a bit kind of hyper real because it's yeah it's also somehow limbo it's in between mm. in between stages we yeah. know like the before we're never going to get back to mm you know, uh, you could compare it with nine eleven when when we couldn't go back to certain things after that, like traveling changed mm. completely after that. Yeah, example and um, and so with this situation, there's going to be the same before and after, and we're just in between that. And well, we have more time to kind of feel the yeah. the in between thing. Because everything is yeah, it's not just this one moment, a short moment. It's like a, a longer moment. Yeah. It's a, a moment of like a month and a half. So we, yeah, everybody's like, oh, it all it's, it yeah. broke, yeah. and you're and like, now what? Yeah, who are we? What are we doing? Yeah. Where are we going? Why are we doing it for? You know what? <laughs> so I what think there's, mm. I, I, it is actually yeah. more important than ever, but it's also going to be a lot harder. But uh, but there was this mm. moment where I suddenly had to kind of okay, you know, it, it will influence how we will make work. You know. So it will be a while before I do like a large scale installation again, for example, just mm -hmm. because, or maybe not, you know, it could also be that, oh, that's the only thing that is possible now for some strange reason. You mm. know? I don't know yet. Yeah, because like the consequences are so as asymmetrical, you know, and they're so kind of weirdly connected. So, so it's really hard to predict, but you know, what we know is it's going to change. And, uh, and yeah, and, mm -hmm. The uncertainty is like how to prepare prepare for that, and uh, uh, like I just came to the conclusion. Okay, now I just have to. I'm on the right path. I just have to kind of dig in, maybe kind of get some noise away, but mm. just stay at it, and then uh, and then adjust along the way to to what's hitting us. Yeah, stay at it as long as it. Mm. I mean, you'll see what is working or not. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it eventually. also it also kind of freed me of a certain kind of um, 
of certain ideas because it is like okay I'll keep on doing it as long as I can and if I can't do it well then I just have to start blank again yeah mm. so there is there's um uh, it opens up kind of a thing because you you it's it's a real chance that you lose everything now you mm. and if you're mentally prepared for that it's not a problem or well, it's going to be tough but you know you'll be able to bounce back because the hardest thing is to bounce back from is the mental part mm. the practical part all that you can you know deal with but this mental part and if you and and that kind of this crisis opens up for that where you you realize it can end in a second or it can change within a second yeah? mm. and uh, or within a moment or within a, a small period uh, that everything like all the rules are rewritten yeah? and to mentally prepare for that and also maybe plan for it where you can see okay uh and diversification is going to be more important you know that you do several things that you not just have one thing like you do right you you have your art and you have <clears throat> work so you already have two things to to uh, um and now i mean now that's uh, the now advantage that's, yeah yeah exactly and, and this will only be more of an ad- advantage i think for everyone if you just have mm. one thing where you base your your income your identity your kind of reality around that's that's not that's going to be too vulnerable you know, mm. since we're in 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 such complex systems now where yeah where things hit so asymmetrical mm. you know so like with this crisis like some people are doing really well while others you know everything disappears overnight and it's it's not completely logical i mean cer- some things you mm. know like restaurants for example yeah that's that's tough but a lot of restaurants they don't have the cash flow for more than two weeks mm. you know so they already you know they they don't have a robust system and you know they're already on the brink of collapse so yeah. maybe it's good they just get a push earlier so they don't drag it on you know but mm. you actually come uh, uh, but yeah like a certain diversity will will disappear as well maybe or change yeah i don't know and it seems seems so hard to uh, seems so hard to get the big picture mm. Mm. Uh, it's interesting to talk about it's not that mm. uh, i doubt anyone uh, has the big picture right mm. nobody has the big picture no. but and this is also the inter- interesting thing nobody really knows how to deal with this either you know so mm. we shut down the world because we saw that kind of worked and then everybody did it mm. because everybody was doing it and you know what would would be smart is after this that we can sit down as a world say hey we use this strategy you guys use this strategy what were the consequences what happened and okay we're going to do that yeah do I'm that sure and say hey that, yeah. next time how uh oh, that that part of your strategy that works really well at you uh but i think when we would have done it with us this would you know it would tweak the outcome mm. of it so we sit down and say hey what is smart what worked what didn't work yeah that's going to be a long process and it's not going to happen it's not going to happen because we're not wired like that we humans we don't sit down after a crisis oh you don't think so no no there would be some panels but uh, like and commissions and maybe what not but but not effectively you know not not where where it's like mm. hey this strategy really uh, Sweden you didn't close down anything 
and this was the result. So you think it's going to be quick and dirty and then back to where we were? Huh? Or, or like the attitude will be like... No, because we will be busy building up stuff again and trying to make ends meet and trying to, to, yeah. to figure it's out stuff. And, and glad we don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Mm. So now we can deal with the immediate problems that are ahead of us. You know, mm. instead of reflecting back and that's that's i it's going to be a missed opportunity i think because if we could stay back and say and neutrally could look at it okay wow we made these choices some of them these 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 choices we made out of emotional uh, evaluations which are valid you know which is mm. you know uh, these ones we made out of your know, computational kind of arguments these ones out of statistical these ones out of economical and and how do they work together you know and how do they interact with each other and uh, there's probably somebody who's gonna digest all this data because it's it's gonna be a treasure trove of data for like research for like decades to come yeah you know because this is such a unique situation you know but just the, on on pollution for example you know yeah but that's obviously gonna be uh, the pollution question or the question of um health um period scup what do you call that yeah, yeah being ready for it yeah it's obviously going to be discussed globally. Yeah. Uh, but maybe uh, you're talking about all the sort of other nuances of it. Yeah. That will be overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and also the interconnect. Well, although like the interconnectedness is going to is becomes more apparent now too, since uh, um, you know you can do economic actions. You know, like the government's putting in money into society to kind of keep it afloat artificially mm. till we start up again so you know that's just money to press the pause mm. pause uh, button and then you have the health kind of considerations but you have all these kind of related kind of consequences afterwards so you need some time afterwards to see what happens you know because mm. um, behavior will change consequences will change and then you can also see okay we did those actions and in the long run these were the results you know, and and um, if we would have done these actions, you know, because this country did that, the the results would be there. You know, and then at the end you can see, okay, this seems maybe counterintuitive to do it like that, but in the long run uh, we save more lives, we uh, um, we have a healthier economy afterwards, and uh, um, and we have uh, um, you know like. Yeah, you know, we play play down the risk a bit or whatever it is, mm. but it hurts more in the start, uh, something like that. That could be one, or you can find out no, actually the the most conservative one, that's the the best one. You know, even though it feels scarier at the part and much, you know, like the cost might look higher in the start, or human nature kicks in after that, and then actually in shorter amount of time than we expected, we're back to more. You know, mm. we don't know, but that's that's uh, um, this correlative. Uh, uh, um, I say reflection is probably not going to happen, mm. but be interesting though. Like a huge global panel of mm. all the well, and, and this is all like the interesting thing with this with this crisis as well that we we realize okay we're just one human species here yeah, yeah that's that, that's the image that comes to my mind yeah when this the world stops like that 
I sort of I see the the globe. Yeah. And I'm and you're like we're all stuck on that rock. Yeah. What what's happening? Yeah. What are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah, and that's this very, is very. Uh, and I this, don't know what other people are feeling. But I think this is quite quite a common feeling. I would say I have mm -hmm. that feeling too. Is that you? Because that was my question. What is it? Everybody. What's the the thought that everybody is having, like the experience everybody is having? If you're rich, poor, uh, smart, dumb, uh, anything in between, you know, we're all in the same situation. Yeah. And of course, if you have a lot of money, you live a bit more comfortable through this, but maybe not. You know, mm. uh, uh, you know, if you're in the wrong corner, you might have been wiped out by this, even though you had a lot, right? Mm. And vice versa. So, so kind of everybody has the same. Well, everybody's hit by the same shock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, in a very similar way, like it's, it affects the world in a similar way. Yeah. Stay at home. Yeah. And we deal with. But, yeah. If so, you, if but, you, yeah. I mean, you can go to your, your island maybe if you have one. Yeah. And stay there in quarantine, but. Uh, so there must be some kind of. Uh, um, thing in common yeah in yeah. reaction wise yeah though it can probably and everybody's affected by it you know yeah. positive or negative but everybody's affected by it because you know mm. and and that kind of creates a certain consciousness oh yeah yeah because in the start a lot of people like america like norway even reacted like ah this is not coming to us you know i remember yeah. reading oh they're building a hospital in in a week in in china mm. ah it's probably some kind of weird stuff we'll never cut here and yeah i had yeah. the same thing it's like Everybody thinks, oh, this is far away, it doesn't come mm. here. And then suddenly, oh, wait, this is not far away at all. Mm. You know? And this is how interconnected we are. Yeah. Like one of the reasons Italy was hit first, like they, they think, at least I heard, I'm, I haven't confirmed this or, or know anything about it, but mm. because of a lot of the fashion industry gets their stuff from China. Ah. So there's a lot of kind of communication back and forth. Mm. So probably people go there to check out fabrics and stuff like that and then come it's back a good with theory yeah I, I mean it's confirmed or not and uh, and you know but it's so deeply interconnected mm. that uh yeah and then we brought it here from the people going skiing yeah 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 in from Aust uh, austria and uh yeah and italy yeah and and of course from china i guess and uh yeah And in China, the big thing was the, the Chinese New Year. Yeah, I understood when everybody went to was it Wuhan, yeah. the city. Yeah, everybody comes there from all over. Yeah, into that city. Yeah, but they closed it just Travel before, again. I think. Before uh, yeah, they just closed it the day before New Year's. They closed the city. Oh, okay. Because of this. Yeah. So yeah. I thought okay, yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, but it. Uh, mm. Yeah. So suddenly we understand. Oh shit! Yeah, we're all one. And and this will also have implications for the future. Like how we're gonna take care of this planet then? You know, I wouldn't overestimate. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to underestimate people. Mm. But I wouldn't overestimate. No, no, no. People either. No, 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 no. So. Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, I mean, it's it's a good one. There's different tendencies, but there's mm. clearly tendencies like back at back to whatever we were doing before well, the, the thing is your local thing becomes more important because you suddenly feel on your body kind of oh yeah this local network is actually more valuable you know like 
okay, I can produce stuff yeah. in China, but maybe that's not such a smart idea. Maybe I should kind of diversify, maybe have some, and the other mm. thing is like food production. Oh yeah, that's why we don't outsource all our food production to other places, yeah. because you want to have, when, when suddenly all borders are closed, which happens mm. now, right? I mean, of course there's like cargo planes are still flying because otherwise, you know, everything really would have been a big shit, but, uh, yeah. but it kind of affects prices here in Norway, for example, yeah. like, you know, like because of this, like the, the Norwegian crown is very weak. So everything gets more expensive. Well, that's and, definitely going to be used politically, mm. um, from different sites. Mm. Yeah, so there's going to be these long-term effects like, oh, wait, mm. maybe we, we have to have a stockpile of, of uh, uh, healthcare mm. masks masks sure. and stuff yeah. and suits. And yeah, we have to have the stockpile of stuff because if this hits, you know, you don't want to buy, a premium, buy it at a premium and you're know, not sure about the quality, uh, not sure about this, that, you know. So, mm. so you have to, you, we, we're going to assess risk in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, so everything will be much more local. Local will be more more important, I guess. But also, the global will be yeah. There's maybe a chance that we start thinking, okay, how are we gonna make a robust system here that we don't eat up what we more than we have, that we don't destroy more than we can build, that we don't you know. Mm. So that will be interesting. Well, I hope that will be part of the the lesson it has to it has yeah. to otherwise you know you know just because uh, that's also the thing that becomes apparent now how much we consume and how much we need to because if you shut things down you know mm. how long before the stores are empty uh, and luckily mm. this here the stores hasn't been empty but toilet paper in the states is still an issue i don't understand yeah. but <laughs> i mean people have to sit on mountains of toilet paper but mm. uh you know, but that suddenly resources are really resources and they can be gone. Mm. You know, and that, and oh, as soon scary. as you, and this is uh, also why this crisis isn't at least here not hitting the heart because there's still food and we still have access to food and stuff like that. But mm. I don't think every country is as lucky with that and, and kind of how long will it last you know when uh, and we still can produce but you know what if what if a super drought would have proceeded what if we would have been in a recession yeah, you get something else on yeah. top of it yeah. yeah and and you don't like now we were in a, an economic <clears throat> boom yeah we had a, a 10 year bull market i think or something mm. like a really long thing so there was mm. like the economic people said there was need of a correction anyways mm. no and i, I but, agree with you that we have a, a very good opportunity. Yeah. So this, in the case that this all seems to be, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll survive it. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, this is not too bad. Too, this is a good test case for a, a real virus. Yeah. And mm. I don't say this one isn't real. I mean, it's scary and it's, I mean, it it's quite devastating and 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 contagious and stuff like that, but it. It also kind of hits asymmetrical, like people who are older and more vulnerable are more kind of set out. But mm. what if it would have affected everybody equal? Yeah. Yeah. What if 
if uh, young, middle aged, well, everybody, you know, as soon as our kids would start dying by the thousands, yeah, you know, there would be a completely dev- le- different level of anxiety. Yeah, there, you know? that's something else. Yeah, uh, and there mm. would be a completely different level of of reactions and stuff like that. Mm. So, so as a see now you have the right, you have demonstrators mm. in America and yeah. Russia. I heard. Yeah. Saying, oh, this is all blown out of proportion. Yeah, you want to go back. Yeah, that tells you. Yeah, that that's probably not a good thing. That uh, or I don't know, but that tells you that it's not that bad because mm. people are feeling uh, that. What's well, is this really anything? It's just. Uh, well, you have to be careful with that because yeah, these demonstrators—that's maybe <clears throat> a thousand people, yeah, yeah. three hundred million, yeah—who demonstrate. And so, but it's food for news, you know, because it sells yeah, yeah. news. But it's it kind of like that's a really a small, small, tiny minority of stupid people <laughs> who don't understand what's happening. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, uh, but I think I mean okay yes definitely but in if this lasts a bit longer, uh, so it affects people even more economically. You definitely mm. see mm. that yeah, happening. People, yeah. And then they would feel like. Why should I lose my job? Yeah, to save yeah. a bunch of old yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, that's basically yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but it's it's a different calculation. Say, oh, you know, I I lose my job because otherwise everybody dies. You know. Yeah. You know, or that's or different. Like uh, yeah, if if it would be an Ob- Ebola-like virus, which kills a lot more and which is a lot harder to contain and mm. lot, you know. And as potent as as this COVID nineteen thing, mm. you know, then then we're in really big. Yeah, you've got to com- combo those two. Uh, yeah, and plus, yeah, if you're in, you know, like true. let's say this would hit in two years, so we don't have the reserves to kind of take another hit like that. Mm. You know what? Then what? You know, and and then maybe on top of you get a couple of earth- earthquakes in a couple areas, and you know, like if mm. you have an accumulation of disasters. Mm. Yeah, so now we're we were fit. And we're hit with this, and then we're like, we get through that, finally, and then a meteorite comes and like blows everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For example, you know, and and uh, and we have to to live with a nuclear winter of a couple decades. Mm. And, yeah. So so. It feels in a weird way like a. Like a, a test run on many levels even mm. though like the repercussions are pretty severe but they're not uh, they're also kind of maintained uh, mm. even though like Spain and, and and Italy have like 20,000 plus people die, died mm. up for it and uh, the US is on 40 45,000 now I think but even then you know these these, these numbers on, on I mean there's 20-30 million in Italy there's Forty, whatever it is in Spain, so these numbers are like a, a lot of people, but percentage-wise, it's still a, a fraction of the population, mm. and uh, and so it's it's still it's kind of maintained, even, uh, even though it's kind of quite severe and quite disastrous in many ways. It's still yeah. it's still kind of contained because of people are in lockdown. Yeah, people are. Mm keeping their distance and stuff like that. I, yeah. saw, I heard another nice, instead of show, social distance, we should call it physical distance. Because mm. it's not social distancing. distancing. You know, no, because you still... It's physical distancing. 
Mm. And I think that's that's a hmm. much better use. Good point. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I think, Esther Perel, this mm. kind of psychologist who does mm. like these podcasts. Because social distancing sounds like you can have a bunch of people in the same room, yeah. but they don't talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's physical distancing, mm. you know, because that's, that's the important thing, that you take mm. keep distance. Mm. It's not but of course, the socializing part. is spitting. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. where the name comes <laughs> for, from, mm. but, but uh, physical distancing is, you know, because then you can be social at a distance. Mm. Like we sit now two meters apart and mm. it's very should, we should be fine. It was very social. Yeah. Talking about yeah, art, death, and now pandemics. And that ties into death. Though, yeah, the, kind of. But it ties into to a things, lot of so. other things. Yeah, ties into everything. Yeah, it's gonna tie in the procreation part too. Mm. I heard. I heard like um, there's one condom factory in Malaysia, who, you know, it's in lockdown. So there's two little condoms being produced at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there's a shortest of condoms suddenly, mm-hmm. and in a time where everybody's sitting home. So there's, and like alcohol use is usage is pretty much up. Oh man. It's not gonna so help. That's not a good. <laughs> that's not a good combination. Oh. There's gonna be, uh, yeah. and then then there's you know what, once we're gonna be social again, like think about all these people who have been sitting inside who normally would get yeah, their yeah. kicks on, yeah. and uh, there's gonna be this huge jubilee and a lot of accidents <laughs> happened or not accidents happened there. So mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get two baby booms. The the one in nine months and the one in ten months. <laughs> yeah. or uh, or 11 months oh, we don't need that no. I don't think ah. <laughs> need is a hard word to deal with I think because mm. uh, if you would really be ruthless with need you don't get a pretty world no mm. no All right, let's. I think I see uh, my battery is starting to uh, be low. Must be a sign. It yeah. must be a sign from from the battery gods. Super nice to have you here. Yeah, I hope you. Uh, I hope you uh, thought it worked out. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I was glad to be here, be your neighbor. Yeah. And now I was. Yeah, I'm sad that you're. Show, I'm, so. I'm I'm sad that you're gonna leave here. Yeah, we're gonna too. miss our conversation in the hallway. I will too. Yeah. But you're always welcome, anyways. So yeah, yeah, cool. All right, uh, stay sane out there, and uh, till next time. All right. <laughs>